that woke up this morning on the verge of an historic 90-second win in Formula One. Records are there to be broken, said Michael Schumacher. The record is broken. Lewis Hamilton wins the Portuguese draw. For all the kids out there who dream the impossible, you can do it too, man. I believe in you guys. Start your engines and buckle up. It's the light sights. Let's go. F1 show. Welcome to the light sight. Let's go. F1 show. And it's the review of Netherlands Grand Prix at Zandvoort. And this is Jack's radio. And you just heard uh, Pink Floyd with another brick in the wall, which is dedicated to Charles Leclerc because normal service is resumed after the summer break because oh. we have a Max Verstappen win and we have Charles Leclerc hitting another wall. So there you go. There you oh. go. Uh, <laughs> here to digest a chaotic weekend is Mr. Rich Mason. How are you, Rachel? I'm fine, mate. And wasn't it just chaotic? And It was chaotic. Yes, it was chaotic and the weather threw things up. But you know what? Normal service, as you say, Normal has been service resumed, resumed, yes. resumed yeah. you know. Checo not doing well in qualifying. <laughs> Max Verstappen running away with it. It's almost like we took a and step Charles back, Leclerc really. It, well, yeah, Charles Leclerc hit the wall. It's almost like we just took a step back to almost the start of the season because we had your man up there. And my yeah. goodness, he was he, there was a few corners when he was going for the win. But we'll talk but about those that later, are the sort I'm of sure. conditions that, that, that he should. Uh, oh, he was uh, good though. He was good of his caliber. Yeah, he, he was. was very good though. So anyway, no, it was, it was a good weekend. Um, yeah, but uh, I guess we'll we'll dive into it in uh, with further and detail. We will. So, give me a score out of ten. Well, tricky one, really. Um, but actually, I'm going to go. I, I I enjoyed it. I'll go with a seven. A seven. Like, yeah. After the race of the weekend. Uh, weekend as a whole. That's and I'll also that. caveat that that I did watch the highlight show, so I missed forty five minutes of staring at the. TV when there was nothing going on because of the red flag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but I'll I'll I was going to go with a seven. I think. So. I think I'll probably a, go creeping into a seven. It might be it might be a little seven. bit generous, but I think I'll go no. with a seven. It's just you know whatever happens this year, it's the same weekend every weekend, isn't it? So it's kind of annoying, you know. But <laughs> you, you can have everything thrown at it and everything, you know, and then when all the cards settle. As I said, it's the same. Max Verstappen wins. Schalke hits the wall. Perez isn't anywhere near Max, and Merck muck up their strategy. It's just the same every weekend, no matter okay. what. It, it, do you know what? It, it, you're absolutely right, and that's why I said it feels like, you know, we've had the, the several weeks off. I thought, you know, people would go away, they'd go on holiday, they'd recharge, they'd refocus, they'd come back, and we'd be surprised, and we'd have something to talk about, and it's just, as you say, it's just been normal service resumed, has it not? Okay, okay, so let's talk about news and stuff before we get into the qualifying and race then. So, Mr. Daniel Ricciardo, he is, well, he was out for the Dutch Grand Prix because of his crash in FP2. He's yeah. broken one of the metacarpals in his hand, apparently. Um, he's going to be out at least until Singapore, I think, so that would give mm. Liam Lawson a chance, obviously, th this weekend and possibly in Monza uh, to show what he can do, really. Yeah. Um, I so, so it's no surprise to me that 
Horner also basically confirms Checo will be in the seat next year because I think that crash stopped Ricardo getting into a Red Bull next year. I had exactly the same thought because um, they... they uh, terrible uh, unlucky for Ricardo, really, isn't it? It is terribly you know, unlucky for Ricardo. Yeah, yeah, it is terribly unlucky. And I think he was brought in to put the pressure on Checo yeah. for the back end of this season. And um, Horner was pressed on it, to be fair. But I, I watched... Um, I was out over the weekend, so I didn't watch it live. I watched the uh, Channel 4 highlight show. Um, and uh, Steve Jones did press him a little bit because I do feel that uh, he, he adds a little bit in terms of he knows DC is kind of, you know, in the in the pay pocket of Red Bull anyway. So he tries to put a slightly more contra position to it. And um, he did press him. And, and to be fair, Horner said, no, no, no. You know, as far as we're concerned, Checker will be driving for us next year. So, you know. I think that that is because of what happened to Daniel Ricciardo. I agree 100%. with you. That was my agree with thought. you exactly. I mean, it after his his celebrated return, you know, it is incredible bad luck. However, it was a double waved yellow, and what does a double waved yellow in Formula One means? It, it means, means slow down, slow down and, and be prepared prepare to, to stop. stop. And he was not prepared to stop. No, he was trying to push through that and. Kind of his fault, really. Yeah, you know, double double wave jello. Double wave jello is serious. There's something on the racing line. You need to be prepared, as you say, prepared to stop. And if you don't heed those, then that's what can happen. Hundred percent, hundred percent. What did annoy me though, and I don't think there's any doubt now that Red Bull are a four car team in terms of what I said a couple of weeks ago about um, you know Alpha Tauri and bringing stuff in house. That they're a four car team because. Ricardo is an Alpha Tauri driver. Yeah. They didn't interview the management of Alpha Tauri once about his They injury. did not. No, it was in, just a, it was just talking to, to Christian. Yeah, exactly. It's talking to Christian about it. It's like, well, hang on a minute. It was the I did think that. I did think that that they were like, well, surely you should get the line from uh from, the, from Alpha really Tauri. Me. Yeah. But we all know because they're a four car team and it shouldn't be allowed in Formula One because no. I, 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 it's it's and yeah, we've long we we've sense. suspected that there's there's definitely some shenanigans going along around with the cost hundred well, percent without 100%. a shadow of a doubt yeah no shadow of a doubt I mean Perez being confirmed for next year I can see why in terms of he's no match for Max and Red Bull are all about Max yep um, however going into 2025 possibly i think they should have somebody in that car for 2024 ready for a fight in 2025 if the other teams can catch up because perez isn't that person he's already cost them one constructor championship in 2021 he wasn't good enough that year yeah no you're right he did he did it was mercedes still won the constructors in 21 um it wasn't although to be fair it was a much much closer driver's title as we know so it, it wasn't. Was, it was. It wasn't as if Chico they had... didn't pick up those points enough. No, he year. didn't. You know, he didn't. You know, but I mean, that year will all be forgiven by Max anyway, because um, you know he was a legend in the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix by holding Hamilton up. So, you know, uh, according to Max. But you know, you're right. He what he he did. Um, he didn't. You know, he came in to bring that car in in second to be much much closer than the previous drivers have had and um i don't know who they would uh, i don't know is that post speculation of who you might think they'll chuck in the car for 25 don't know no i don't know i mean uh, we spoke about before it could be piastri maybe you never know could be i don't know could be norris who knows 
I think we'd have to see. I think I think I think I, I, I don't know. I look at McLaren and go, that seems a reasonably happy team at the moment. I think it does, but then again, would you ever turn down trying to race against Max in the fastest car on the grid? It would all come down to having very, very, very you'd have to carry out your due diligence with complete because whatever Red Bull say to you, oh no, no, it'd be like this, it'd be like that. You need to talk to somebody who's been there, done it, and can tell you what it's like. Yeah. So Piastri is probably in the best position because of his manager is Mark Webber. And yeah, as possibly. we as we know through the Seb Vettel years, Webber knows how that team operates. And I'm fairly sure Mark's no nonsense. If Piastri was going to go there, he would negotiate a contract, which is so, well, I'll tell you what, guys, you're not building the car around Max for that year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you, you definitely. start to make some equal concessions in the design uh, and the characteristics of that car. And that's yeah, not definitely. what, that is not what uh, Red Bull do. Really, it's more what Adrian Newey doesn't do, because in how to build a car, you start with the driver. Yeah, and you build yeah. it around him. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. We shall see. It'd be interesting, then. Now, I'm, I mean, as I said, normal service resumes with Max winning, Leclerc in the wall, Perez off the pace. I'm, normal service is going to resume because I'm going to continue Perez bashing as well because I'm really fed up. It, it, I, I, I've, I'm, I'm really fed up with Perez because he is robbing us of a championship. It's not necessarily completely his fault. I, the car is built around Max and whatever else, but I, I want to see someone else in that second seat because... He can't drive it the way that Max can with that setup. So find someone else you can. But Perez, uh, before what if, oh, the hang on, race, hang on, hang on. Uh, go on. What if there isn't anybody? I was going to pose. This I think to there you. is. I think there is. Well, I was going to pose this to you. Are we actually seeing? Do we have to? I mean, we have to acknowledge no. Max is a great, great driver. Are we seeing a generational talent in Max Verstappen that we saw in perhaps Lewis Hamilton, Michael Schumacher? Um, I think he's very Paris. good. He's not one and a half seconds ahead of Perez. Good. Is what I would say. The car's completely built around him, and he has no contest in that team. So do you, I mean? So you you accept that it is frustrating that Perez can't drive around the car, um, and we don't know really the subtleties and how difficult it is. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, and it's not giving us the competition as you quite rightly say. But you 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 sort of acknowledge that you know that's that a very very good driver. But he yeah. has not been challenged yet. He has not been challenged. He's not. What, when he's under pressure is when a true champion performs. We've seen okay. Lewis under immense pressure. We've only seen Max briefly under immense pressure at the end of 2021 when he completely capitulated to Lewis Hamilton. Yes. So I would like to see him under pressure now if he's matured, as they say, and see if he's a great driver then. He's a great driver, but yeah. I don't know. You know, uh, so under pressure, feel, I think certain, he's still... So certainly, under 21, he did he did capitulate. Let's be honest, it was... Hamilton got resurgent in the second half of that season, and it was it was a done deal. It, well, it should have been. He should, he should have picked that title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 22 and 23, he has not, as you say, received much in the way of challenge. No. I mean, it, it just annoys me what Perez says. I mean, after qualifying, he says he wants to keep the momentum he had before the summer break. Didn't I mean, before the, before the summer break, the, the race before the summer break, he qualified eighth for the sprint, uh, DNF'd in the sprint, qualified third for the race in the fastest car, um, ended up in the race 22 seconds behind Max, and six races before that didn't even make it into Q3. I'm not quite sure what uh, momentum he was talking about, but there you go. Mm. 
My goodness. Right, okay. Right. Rich, let's go to a song so I can calm down and then we can talk about Colin. Well, we'll get we'll try and get you calm with a bit of very old school rock. I've gone a bit old school with my song choices this week. So um and it's not like it wasn't old school last week. Because last week, or rather the week before, uh, I had Queen and another one bites the dust. And another one bites the dust was written by the Queen bassist, Mr. John Deacon. Um, and happy birthday to John Deacon for last week. He celebrated his 72nd birthday, I think, on the 19th of August. Um, during his time with Queen, he did also, during the 80s, start to play with um, a few other bands and outfits. And he played on an album called Picking Up Sounds by the supergroup, good name this, Man Friday and Jive Jr. Uh, and nice. that, super, that super group had a uh, number uh, of different people in it. Um, including uh, it had Thin Lizzy's Scott Graham and it. it also had the Pretenders Martin Chambers, but it also had Simon Kirk and Mick Ralphs, both of Bad Company. So that is how we get from Queen to Bad Company. And this is Live for the Music. Welcome back to the Lights Out Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio. And you just heard Bad Company with Live for the Music. When I first, when you first sent me that, Rich, I read that as Live for the Music. But yeah, it's Live for the Music, isn't it? It's Live for the Music, mate. Of course it is. Um, and quickly, before we get on to, comment, uh, on to qualifying, I've got a new Formula One name to pronounce. You know I like my pronunciations. Yes. And that is Turn 3 at Zandvoort. Can you, can you tell me what it's called? No, I mean, other clearly, than t- clearly, clearly, you won't be able to. Um, no. It is uh, Huhenholtzbucht. There you go. Are right. What? Okay. There what? You go. That's the name of that. Huhenholtzbucht. I think nice. Bucht is turn for in Dutch, uh, and Huhenholst, uh, Huhenholst is who it's named after. Huhenholst. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. Good. Well done. There you go. There you go. Right. Okay. <laughs> Qualifying. Qualifying. Um, I'll give you the rundown of the top 10 as usual. So, pole position. No surprise. Max Verstappen. Second place was Lando Norris. Third was Russell. Uh, fourth was Albon. Fantastic. We'll get on to awesome. that. Awesome. Fifth awesome. was Alonso. Sixth, Sainz. Seventh, Perez, 1.35 seconds behind Max Verstappen. I'm going to say it as I usually do, not, not good, good enough. enough. And also, it's a, short, it's a short lap at Zandvoort as well. That's like a golf. Yeah. That's an age, that is. It is. Uh, eighth was Piastri. Ninth was Leclerc. Tenth was Sargent. That was very good as well. Hamilton, 13th. That's the one that I'll pick out, which is outside the top 10. Although he did, so, get, he did get a bit blocked, didn't he, by Sonoda? Whatnot, he did, he did, he did, he did. Um, uh, yeah, so we'll come on to Hamilton then. So I'm not sure the block by Sonoda. I mean, I know he had to go onto the wet part of the track slightly, but I don't think it would have made a huge difference. I think it was um, the Merck strategy. I mean, the Mercedes car slow and on, on turning on the the the, the tyres. Hamilton went out to do a push lap, cool down lap, and second push down lap, uh, push lap. Uh, for the, for those right at the end, and, it, and and his last push lap would have been very much at the end when the trap was was the driest, and I think he would have got a good point. But Merck sent them out in pretty much. It's been a short track. Sent them out in traffic. Sent them out at the wrong time. He ended up doing two warm up laps and then a push lap at the end, and his tyres were already overcooked and didn't get it. 
So it was just a disaster that qualifying, really. Yeah, I, 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 the Merck strategy. Say this strategy, really, I don't know. I mean, I, I think, I think, I wonder if they sort of left strategy on the back burner when they had this monster of an engine for the first part of the hybrid area. You know, James Wells. James Wells was left, isn't he? Well, yes, and we just we need to point that out. He was actually, head of strategy. He they? was. Yeah, he, he, they also made some. They made some howlers as well, but during the, the dominant years, not, because they uh, because they didn't have to think of it that much. They could turn the engine up, and they would they would they would put a second on the field. Um, and we also need to point out that we did talk the last show we did. We mentioned James Allison moving to Williams, and that was not the case. It was as you cor- correctly yeah, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, James, James Vowles. Yeah. He did. I saw an interview with James Vowles. Man, that guy's knowledgeable. Oh, he is, and yeah. he speaks he very, very well. And you can tell Williams is really starting to sort of gel now. I mean, Logan Sargent in 10th and, and the performance album put in at the weekend was fantastic. Fantastic. It seems yeah, to be fantastic. a good little vibe going. Good little vibe at Williams. And I think next uh, next outing is, re- well, we'll come to it at the end of the show, but I, I, I think I'm going to, I'm probably going to put Albon on the podium. Oh, there you go. Look at that. Look at early, that. early, oh. early, early sort of like sneak preview of where my top three is going to be. But I was thinking of that also. Oh, there we go. I mean, I've just I've, I've snuck in before you there. Um, but yeah, the Mercedes strategy, just to back up, back on that, I, I, I think they go about it in far too of a, you know, they rely heavily on the computers. They rely heavily on all of this, all of this data. And sometimes the old adage is you just need to put your bloody hand out the window on the uh, in the pit lane and go, he's raining, let's get him in for a, for a, for a pit stop or whatever. 100%. Or putting 100%. him out in traffic. You've just got to, sometimes you've just got to be aware of what's going on in the moment on the, on the track and, 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 and not pay too much it's not paying no attention to the data that you have, but they seem to rely on it too much, and too many times yeah. it just it doesn't. However, it doesn't they did them get, well. They, they, they did get Russell up, up into third, so that's uh, that they did. They good did performance there. But, it um, was was a good performance. Yeah, it was. It was. It was another messy weekend for Mercedes, really. Yeah. Um, Alex Albon then take a bow. Yeah. Fourth Phenomenal. in a Williams. And Absolutely do you know what? It, we fantastic. know the Williams is a slippery quick car, but. You know, Zandvoort's a tight and twisty track, really. It's 100%, not. Yeah, you wouldn't 100%. have thought it would suit the Williams, but my goodness, Alex Fantastic Alvin. performance. I mean, I mean, the, the, the Williams was clearly quick there because Sargent was in 10th. A good lap yeah. by Sargent as well. But um, yeah, Albon, fourth, ahead of Alonso. And, yeah, that, you know, Alonso was quick in the race as well. So, I mean, that was, was phenomenal. Albon's, a, like I've been saying for a long time, Albon is a fantastic driver. I think they've said though that certainly the Williams, along with the McLaren, because obviously Lando was in second as well. McLaren yeah. and Williams do switch their tires on quick, which yeah, they for do, quali- yeah. which for quali is good news. Not so great in the race necessarily because that's when you burn through your tires pretty swift. Yeah. But you know, yeah. you, you, you you take the rough with the smooth in terms of, of of how your car behaves. But but Albon was 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 driving magnificently. He really was. Yeah, fantastic. And let's talk Leclerc overdriving the car again. And he ends up in the wall in Q3. He's not learning from not overdriving the car, is he? He's not. He's he's very. I get the impression he's very very hot headed and just can't. I don't know. It seems to be a red. I get the you know at the start of the season the the Ferrari isn't performing how he wanted it to and he's trying to overdrive it. But you're halfway through the season now. You should know where your car is. Mm. You know. You, people like Hamilton and Max and people like that they. They don't do those, and, and Alonso, they, you don't see them doing that week in, week out, do you? No, you don't. And I, I, I think there's something, there's something about Charles Leclerc that he's, you know, and he's been in there for a long time. Yeah, we've said it fundamentally before. You know, he's fundamentally quick. You know, when it comes to quality pace, but he just doesn't seem to know where he's when he's traversed the limit of the car or the no, track. He doesn't. He doesn't. 
And, and the whole point of F1 is to get as close to that limit as you possibly can. And, you know, if, if you could just chuff a little hair's breadth over it, that's where you operate. That's where Lewis Hamilton does Singapore qualifying laps. That's where, you know, Fernando pulls out great laps. That's where Ayrton Senna pulled out great laps. You know, it's knowing that you're within millimeters of, of, of the certain track limits and, and also the limitations of the car. And he just seems to not know where that is, especially with the car and ends up flying off the track. Yep. I mean, as I, well, there you go. I mean, Sainz was in sixth. I mean, you know, the, they which probably six is probably where that that would, but six that, is that's where the, where that's where the that's car where is. The, I think. Yeah, exactly. And 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 Leclerc is like, well, no, I'm, he's probably looking at the times, and he's probably looking at the the times and the data from other drivers and going, well, I'm going to do that, and I, mm, you know, yeah. my tactic will be to show up the team that the car isn't good enough, and it's like, well, yeah, but you're going to, it's counterintuitive because you should be a, aiming to be. 0.2 of a second ahead of signs. Correct. That's what you should be aiming for. Stop, don't look up the road of the McLarens yeah. and, and Mercedes and the back end of Max. You've got to look at your, your teammate first and foremost, and if you can be 0.2 ahead of him, you go, that's where the car is. Yeah. Make it quicker. No, they should have been fifth and sixth, not sixth and ninth. And he's just not learning. He's not learning. Uh, no. And Norris, another very good performance by Norris in seconds. That's, that's, very good. Um, I think it's the second time in four races he's been on the... Front row start with Max, I think. Yeah. That's fantastic from them. Yeah, really yeah. good. Really good. Uh, and Sergeant, uh, you know, he, he was in 10th, you know, Album was in 4th. You know, he's, he's a bit of a way back if, if you look at it. But actually, fair play to him. You know, yeah. no, he, that was he's a, had a that tough was a good season one. so far. He, he has had a tough season and we've braided him a little bit. But no, fair play to Logan Sergeant. That was a good qualifying for him. Yeah, definitely. And in the race as well, when he crashed, apparently it was a hydraulics failure. It wasn't actually his fault. No, so, yeah, it was. It was. He did. He did say there was something. Something went in the car. He felt yeah. so. He felt it. He knew it. Yeah, he he knew something. It, yeah, he, knew he knew something had gone 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 awry in the car. And they initially thought he just put one, you know, one wheel on the grass a little bit, and that's what got him. But no, actually, something had failed in the car. So yeah, definitely. Fair play to him for having that feel and that touch. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. Completely agree. Okay, let's go to a song then. So I'm going to go with this is our 99th show, Rich. Hey, well there we go. So I was speaking to Rob Farmer. And he said, "Why don't you play Goldfinger's '99 Red Balloons?" I know we did. We played it not too long ago, but it's a great track. It's a, it's it a is our '99th show. Why not? So let's go with it. Go for it. That was Goldfinger and their 99 Red Balloons. And this is the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's Radio. And thanks, Rob Farmer, for the suggestion for our 99th show. Yeah, good job, okay. Rob. Good job. Yeah, good. Okay, Rich, let's go on to the race, shall we? Yeah, let's. Right into the race. Top 10. Number one, Max Verstappen. <sighs> I measured not bother reading that out anymore. Second, Mr. Alonso. So back yes. in second again. Great. And that third, Gasly. Fantastic. Fourth, Perez. Not good enough. Fifth, Signs. Sixth, <laughs> uh, <laughs> making me laugh. Sixth was Hamilton. It was a really good recovery drive. Actually. That was a very good recovery drive from Hamilton, yeah. I thought. Seventh was Norris. Eighth was Albon. So it was really good from him to hang on from, from some sort of fourth Williams don't have the car in the race really so that was a really good uh, drive yeah. really uh ninth Piastri and tenth was Ocon driver of the day Fernando Alonso fastest lap Fernando Alonso and I'll tell you what I loved it I thought he was absolutely 
on it. He is just shows you he was in those conditions. Experience is what you need. He was, and he did some a couple of very good overtakes at the uh, Hohenholzbucht corner, of course. <laughs> Um, get which was there. which was that the you know big banked one and it, it, in the changeable yeah. conditions normally they take the high uh routes alonso explored in uh practice the lower route and realized it was it was faster so he managed to put a couple of moves he on put some great moves in that that's the first of the sort of two one of the only drivers section. to do that as well which, is, which yeah. i thought was interesting you know it shows his intelligence really um i massive alonso fan myself but i don't know driver of the day I think possibly could have gone to Gasly. Yeah, I, I thought mean, Gasly, great Gasly drive went... in that Alpine. Great drive, great drive. Yeah, Gasly, Gasly went about his business rather well. I thought over the weekend. I have to say. Uh, yeah, I think so. I really do, really do. I think he's really starting to. I think he's starting to gel with the car and the team. Dare I say it? Probably more than Ocon, who's. You know, yeah, I think, been well, there longer. Yeah, Ocon's been there, been there a while, but it's in, yeah, doesn't seem to be doing it at the moment as much, no. does he? Gasly's come in and he's emerged as a much, much. He just seems to have a, that, that that little edge in terms of skill and ability at the moment. Yeah, interesting, interesting. Um, yeah, so that's Alonso and Gasly. Perez fourth, so he threw away a podium uh, for speeding in the pit lane. Which is mm, yeah, he did. I mean, it, it was wet conditions. He should have slowed down a bit earlier than he did. But nobody else got one for that, did they? That, I know it's wet conditions, true. but nobody else did. True, although to and be lost fair, the podium. he came in. He came into the pits at that point. I think there wasn't. Was there a load of people around him at that point in the pits? He just. No, I mean, it was. It I was think when he was it, the only one because he was, was the only the one, and it was when it absolutely on deluged it down. So he did. Absolutely aquaplane and couldn't slow the car down at all. And he did it the wall as well on the way in. Yes, um, he, did, yeah. he did. So he, he literally was floating. He was. It was a complete aquaplane. It was nothing he could do. He was a complete passenger. And yeah, fall foul of the um, speeding in the pit lane bit. But you know, it is what it is. And um, yeah, fourth. He you know lost a few more points there when he should have been up in third. And it just always seems to be a recovery drive from him. Just, it's always just, a recovery drive. He's got to get better happens. on a Saturday. He just has yeah. to get better on a Saturday to put himself in the top three. I mean, he should be second, really, given the car. But, you know, we know that, that Lando can be quick on his day. Um, you know, even if he's in, in third, he should be there to, to, to um, you know, to, to play that um, wingman to Max and, and get the points in for the team and come runner-up. He yeah, ain't doing definitely. it. He ain't doing no, it at the moment. No. So Max Verstappen, he equals Vettel's record of nine wins in a row. So mm-hmm. yeah, you've got to give credence to that. Well done. And know, I think he's going to go past it, isn't he? Let's yeah, be I honest. I think he is. I think he is. I think. Ah, he... uh, is he? It's Monza next, isn't it? I yeah. Maybe. 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 But again, what sticks in my throat when I try and say things about Max Verstappen? So he's. A clear number one, given preferential treatment. Um, and at this race was extremely clear because he was given that preferential treatment over Perez when they when they undercut Perez for Max. Yeah. Yeah. And Hall has said it was because they were worried about the cars behind. I mean, that, no, that Red Bull in Max's hands it's... is so fast. They're worried about nobody behind. They no. want to get past Perez. It's absolutely because Max probably wants to be the greatest Red Bull driver, and he knows that Sebastian has won nine in a row and has four world titles. 
And it's a case of I want to win more races in a row and I want to have my third title this year and I'll be looking for my fourth one next year, at which point I can then call myself the greatest Red Bull driver. A hundred percent. So I think that's that, you know, that is that is what they did. You're absolutely right. I think that was a bit of a yeah, it wasn't exactly cricket. I don't care. You know, I don't care if Max wins everything as long as it's done with competition. You know, like we just want to see a fight at the front. And there's part of Perez that isn't doing it, but there's part of Red Bull that isn't allowing it to happen. Yeah, Yeah, I think there is. I don't think it sits. Solely on on Checo's shoulders, it I have to say, it doesn't. I'm I, I do think he is hampered quite a bit, um, you know. But uh, you know, but at the same time, he's not really giving them the. He's not really. I think if he had slightly better performances, he could make the uh, situation a bit more obvious to the viewing public, shall we say? Yeah, yeah, true, very true. I think. Okay, let's talk Mercedes then. So I've been. <laughs> I'm not dining with Mercedes for a while saying that they just don't have the know-how with, you know, building the car to the same spec as Red Bull, but they just don't have the strategy either. I mean, Red Bull are always on point with their strategy, etc. They are. You can't argue and that. that they Mercedes really are. recently just been awful. They've been awful yeah. this year. I mean, you know, they started Hamilton. So Hamilton was in 13th, right? So they tried an, a contra strategy by starting them on mediums. In any normal race, I'd probably agree with that. Rain was due. I, Rain was yeah. due. You know, everyone I, else around him started. Well, everyone, everyone else on the track started on softs. They, they should have started, started on softs soft. because they knew yeah. Rain was coming. They knew it's a, Rain was coming. It's a short track. It's a quick track. It, they, it, well, aside from the rain side of things, he was just going to go backwards off the start anyway on those. Yeah, tracks. I mean, they clearly wanted to go medium hard, do a one lap, uh, do a one stop race, and see if they can jump people who were doing two stops. But mm. with Rain in the air like that, it's just not the right strategy i just just doesn't look at it you know i mean stopping on lap one was optimal even lap two was okay um but they stopped like lap three for hamilton so he'd already lost about 40 seconds to everyone around him when he came out he was last out of everyone then they pitted russell afterwards what is going on at Mercedes? I mean, what sort of strategy is that? I have to say that was the one thing about the race where Checo called it absolutely right and came in early for the intermediates. And yeah. and that was his call. That wasn't the team. It was like, I'm coming in. You better get the tyres ready. But Checo came in so so early that Merck could have seen Checo's times for lap absolutely. two. Like, 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 exactly. And they could have said, that's clearly the tyre to be on. I, I, I'll be honest, yeah, looking, at the, looking at the footage, to me, it was just... Blooming obvious, get them in and put the inters on. Now, I appreciate some people, uh, I think Albon, um, Magnus, and a couple of others, you know, stayed on softs through that initial bit of rain. Well, Albon stayed out, funny enough. Managed, managed it, but did lose a lot of time and did drop yes. down the field at that point. Um, but, you know, I and mean, clearly everybody went in on inters. I mean, when Checo came in, he came out, he was just, he was monstering everybody and, you know, got 12 seconds up the road in the lead. Yeah. Obviously, until Max came in who then was probably two seconds a lap quicker than Checo on, albeit slightly fresher inters, but, you know, and then <laughs> did what he did and came through and overtook. But, you know, I, I, they just Mercedes just seem to flounder when it comes to initial strategy calls. They really do. Although yeah. we did have, although we were distracted by Keystone Cops in the Ferrari uh, pit. Well, yes. When uh, Charles Leclerc came, was it Charles Leclerc or Carlos Sainz? Yeah, I think it was Leclerc came in, and yeah. and they just didn't have the tires ready. They were still in the blankets in the garage, and they, oh, it was just you could just put the comedy music on, couldn't you? And off they go. I mean, to be it's fair, Leclerc called it late, fine, and he came in. 
even with the mess up, they actually ended up gaining time coming in when he did. So actually, did, it, was, it was damage limitation. But even still, Leclerc came in, and they should have then been able to get the tyres ready for what count the seconds was coming down. from yeah. the end of the pit lane when they hit the speed 100%. limiter. Even they should know before the speed limiter. They go, he's in the pit lane. Get the tyres ready. You look at it. Look around. It's like, oh, what tyres are we getting ready? Oh, I wonder. It's going to be Inters, isn't it? Just get them out there and bolt them on. It's just the Ferrari just wind me I up mean, at the moment. Le- Leclerc and Ferrari, you know, did themselves in that weekend because Leclerc damaged his car, hitting Piastri. It was noted as a as a racing incident. Yes, it probably was. I think it was more Leclerc's fault. Um, he lost 60 points of downforce with that damage. So, you know, he was never going to do anything from there. No. Um, then you had the, you know, clan show, you know, the, the always, you know, race in, race out clan show from Ferrari. Leclerc ended up retiring on lap 41. It was an awful, and you know, he hit the wall in qualifying. It was an appalling weekend for Leclerc. They, Signs... they, better, hope, they better hope they get it out of the way this weekend, just gone, because it's... <sighs> Tifosi are not yeah. going to put up with that sort of behaviour next weekend, not in a month 100%. or something. I mean, Sainz finishing sixth. Sainz is now ahead of Leclerc. So yeah. Sainz is on 102 points. Leclerc is on 99. That's quite a thing for... Much Sainz, like our really. red balloons earlier on, I didn't realise. There you right? go. But... Yeah, there you go. I mean, other um, uh, uh, driver team matchups in terms of that sort of similar things. Max um, and Perez, 339 points to 201. That's a massive goal. That's ridiculous. It Hamilton ridiculous. and Russell, 156 points to Hamilton, 99 to Russell. That's quite a big gap, really. It's a bit of a gulf, and it's just showing and... you where Lewis's experience is playing out in the race. Hand percent and Alonso and Stroll, a hundred and sixty-eight points to forty-seven. That's quite embarrassing. Stroll should not be in a Formula One car. I don't think. I really don't it's, think. It's it's not good, really, is it? Let's be honest. No, no, no it's definitely not. I mean, but, um, you know, talk about yeah, losing, it, losing points for the team. That's that's quite catastrophic. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. It was actually a good recovery drive from Hamilton. I thought. You know, he got yeah. to sixth. He actually had very good pace. And he thinks he could have challenged Max, not necessarily, not necessarily one, but given him a hard time had he, you know, had the strategy not been messed up in Possibly. qualifying he did and look, the race. He did look quite racy. He did look yeah. quite quick. And I guess, and that, I, you know, my prediction, I put Hamilton third because I thought, do you know what? The Merck's pretty handy in lower speed corners. It hasn't yeah. got, they haven't got to deal with the DRS stuff that happens with Red Bull uh, at tracks that have got big, big long straights on them. And you know, I thought actually he would be a, a lot closer. It's just they, you know, they, um, they, they got the strategies wrong through quali and and a bit in the race. And um, you know, I, I, yeah, I, I, I was hoping he'd be he'd be a bit further up there, but yeah, definitely. I think, I, mean, I think Toto said this weekend that they are just they're concentrating on twenty twenty four car now, so it's kind of where it is now. Yeah. I mean, two drivers I really want to play before we go to a song, and that's Albon. I mean, again, fantastic race from him. He actually stayed out on slicks in that deluge where people were just sliding off. He managed that fantastically and then managed his tyres through the next part of the race. Um, to, he did. You know, he fell back massively when he was on slicks during the, during the rain, but then, you know, came back and... and and finished was it eighth? So that was fantastic. And the other one I, I would call out is Liam Lawson. So he finished thirteenth yeah. ahead of Sonoda in fifteenth. So Which that is, was you know a really David. He didn't even have he had he had one pra- 
No, he didn't. He didn't even have practice. Said, or, no, he, he, he had, had an practice hour, he had and, an hour practice in the car. But don't forget, in the a Formula One car, the first hang on, the first time he drove that car on slicks. Was yep. in the race. Was in the race, yeah. Was in the race. So the whole of Quali and the practice that he, that he had, it was all on inters and, and, and all the rest of it. He didn't get a go on slicks until it was the race. So I have to say, hats off to, to Liam Lawson to, to, to do what he did there. Was, um, yeah, I thought it was, was really phenomenal. good. Phenomenal. Very, very good. Really good. And, well, you know, if he performs in Monza and Ricardo's arm doesn't get better and it goes on to Singapore and Lawson performs in Singapore, oh, there you go. Well, there we are. That could That, that would be... That would be devastating if you're Daniel, I'm assuming. <laughs> if that's what you're meaning. Or could, right, it mean, okay. could it mean Sonoda's needs to be a bit worried? Ooh, well, I think possibly it could mean Sonoda could be out uh, and you have Lawson and Ricardo in, but who knows? Who knows? Mm. There you go. Um, right. Okay. Let's go to your second song, Rich. Okay. So we'll do a quick link because uh, I know time is always tight. So uh, Bad Company um, were managed. Uh, by a chap called Peter Grant, who also managed Led Zeppelin from uh, their inception in 1968 right through their split up in 1980. So that's how we get from the Bad Company to Led Zeppelin. And this is Black Dog, which is an awesome tune. You're listening to the Light Sight Let's Go F1 show on Jack's radio, and that was Led Zeppelin with Black Dog. Okay, Rich, we are be- going to be going to Monza next. I know. The Cathedral of Speed. Is yes, it with all the slippery cars, you know. I'm sorry, what's the, it, what, what's the name of the circuit? There's got to be some R.O. The, National, the, the Autodromo Nacional de Monza. There you go. Autodromo, you like that? Autodromo Nazionale yeah. de Monza. It's going to be good fun. It's going to be great. Right, okay. Give me your predictions. Max Verstappen to win. Max um, Verstappen to win. I've got a problem with second. I'm going to put Alex Albon in third as a bit of a surprise. That Williams is a okay. rocket ship, and I'm going to stick Williams in third because I think the way they've designed the car just means it is quick uh, and slippery. Yeah. I don't know whether to put Checo Perez in second and say he's going to be a Red Bull 1-2 because they're going to use the DRS and whatnot. I'm not. I'm going to put a Ferrari in second, but I'm going to put Carlos Sainz in. Ferrari in second. Because I think they're just going to want to make the cars quick for Monza. But I think think it's going to be the quote-unquote wrong Ferrari in second. Okay, okay. Do you want to hear mine then? Go on. I am going Norris for the win, Max second, Piastri third. Ooh. And for a bonus point, Albon fourth. Well, why are we putting McLaren all the way up there? It's because quick car, but... it is a quick car. They were quick at Silverstone. You know, obviously Monza's similar sort of tracking. Well, not similar track, but but you know that 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 fast straight line speed. I think McLaren have got because although they were slower in Spa, I think now they've managed to work around getting a new um, rear wing for Monza. So okay. they oh, managed to work the cost cap around by, you know, obviously changing different. My my my, my theory in McLaren was I would have I'd have them sort of sort of fourth, fifth, sixth kind yeah, of. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I because I just think they've got them they've got this they got the mechanical grip which they had at Silverstone. They were quick, but I just sort of felt that the the, 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 yeah, the, just, the nature of that Monza track would would sort of highlight a potential weakness for them. That's all. I just thought I'd give it a go. 
Give it a go, why not, eh? Lando's right. first win. Okay. That's interesting, Dan. Yes. Well done. I hope yeah, you're right. Well, but... you, you've got to go out there, haven't you? You've got to go out there. Okay, so thanks for everyone at home uh, listening to us. Um, I haven't really got time to go through everything, but, you know, you can catch Send Dan X. an email. Send him an yes, email. Yes, Rob please. Farmer sent me an email. So he, Yay! he is my local uh, spam emailer. But there you go. Well done, Rob. Um, <laughs> there you go. And if you want to X us or tweet us, whatever it's called, it is at lights underscore F1. And you can go to the station uh, website, which is jacksradio.com, and you can listen to our show or any, any of the other shows on the Listen Again function. And the song playing us out tonight uh, is one for Mr. Mark Wilkins. Um, and it's a great song anyway, because it's by the fantastic Bruce Springsteen. And this song is called Because the Night. So, Mr. Mason, do you want to say goodbye? I will say goodnight. Arrivederci. We will see you after Monza. And it just remains for me to say goodbye and drive safely. Yeah.